boys. How are you? Wonderful. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, and I have a question for both of you. Okay. Um, how confident are you in yourself to do home improvement projects? Ooh. Oh boy. I mean, that screams Dan. Cannot. That does not. <laughs> <laughs> That does not scream Chris Gates. I, Dan is normally the person that I, like I would go to Dan to ask questions about how to do a home improvement project correctly. And then I would feel more confident about doing said project. Um, I don't know, like how, how big are we, like how small scale, big scale? Like what are we, what are we talking any, about? Here? Any scale, honestly, any scale. Because like, we've yeah. been talking about like, we want to finish our basement. And like, I, I just so happen that like have a bunch of clients right now that ha are finishing their basements. And so like, they're giving me tips and tricks and it's helpful, but it sounds like a whole hell of a lot of work. Like, I don't think I could do that, but I can, I can like replace some broken things. So if we're talking like smaller scale, like replace a doorknob, uh, work on a light fixture, like I can do that type of stuff, but I can't put in carpet. So like, you know, there's, there's a, it's, this is a very broad, uh, tough to answer question. Yeah. Um, thank you for the compliment, Chris. Um, yeah, it, it, scale is, is, is a factor with me as well. Um, repairs, I'm your guy. I'm your guy for repairs. I, I got those down. Uh, larger projects, um, you know, obviously come with a little bit more challenge, but I, I'm, I'm fairly confident. And at the worst case, I've got one or two people I can give a phone call to that can give me that advice I need or come over hither and help because sometimes you need a little bit of, you know, assistance anyways, but I'd say, yeah, I'd say fairly confident based on, you know, the experience that I have. I mean, it's no shock to you guys, but I am not confident myself at all when it comes to these things. And we just started painting our house. Oh, easy, easy Today. painting, painting. Yeah, I can paint. Okay. I wish you guys were here. Cause I was, <laughs> Dan, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dan was here for thirty six hours. More on that. <laughs> like, anyways, um, but yeah, I am like I was getting ready to start painting, and Shavon's like, "You haven't started yet." And I was like, "I know." Like, I have to get like ready, and I like have to get my AirPods on. Got to put like music on. Got to like get psyched up because I am so nervous that I am going to screw up my house. Like. I I'm terrified of doing anything. I'm just like, just wow. scared that I'm going to screw something up. But I hope we don't. It's Paint's hard to easy mess one, up though. painting, man. Like, yeah. yeah, don't don't let that paint intimidate you because the cool thing about that is not like if you got something to drill holes and you drill a hole in the wrong spot, then like, <laughs> I mean, you have an eyesore and then you got to fix it, but like it never ends up looking exactly the same as it did before. But like painting... If you screw something up, you can always just buy more paint and paint over it. Like you, you got this. That's true. Painter's tape is your best friend oh, yeah. in this instance. Don't take it lightly. Don't press it lightly. Don't press it lightly. I, I was told that today. Yeah. Like, don't oh, hammer yeah. that on there. Yeah. And then when you're painting over the painter's tape, don't act like it's permanent. Be light over there. Be light over that. That's your friend there. Just be delicate. Don't glob over the paint because then you'd be like, oh, this bleed through. Don't be a globber. <laughs> this is good, good advice. advice. <laughs>
the Painting My House Chronicles will continue, I'm sure, on other episodes of The Brunch Breakdown. Yes. And it might be my wife sitting here saying, I killed Dee Dee. And <laughs> you guys can do The Brunch Breakdown on your own. So. Can't wait. <laughs> What's up? It's The Brunch Breakdown. It's Dee Dee out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. And today on the show, we got a lot of brunch, a lot of food. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, there's a Halloween candy shortage going on at Hershey, which I just don't understand how that's possible. And we're going to talk about that going into something else. And then we've got a packed brunch court. And Chris has a question for our brunch love of eggs. And if we can have brunch without it, I don't know. We're going to figure that out here in a bit. But before we get on with the show, Dan, tell everybody where they can find The Brunch Breakdown. Yes, of course I will. Um, and if you're new or newer to The Brunch Breakdown, where the hell you been? This is like episode 120 or something. So welcome aboard. Uh, we're glad to have you. But of course, if you're unaware, you can find The Brunch Breakdown anywhere. Quite literally anywhere podcasts are available. Just search Brunch Breakdown. We are there. New episodes every Wednesday. Hit follow, hit subscribe. Download those episodes, take them on the go. They're ready first thing in the morning for you every Wednesday. Full video episodes as well. I am telling you, we've got an epic brunch court today. You might want to get to a screen at some point to see what we're talking about. Uh, those full video episodes available on our YouTube page and our Facebook page premiere at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific every Wednesday as well. Of course, available on demand anytime after that you want to watch. We're everywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at brunch breakdown follow us we follow you back let's be friends and of course we give you what we're listening to each and every week and we put that into a playlist called the sounds of brunch we give you two weeks worth last week and what we're going to present to you today it's double stuff that gets updated exclusively on spotify just search for sounds of brunch and this podcast is always sponsored by chrisgatesfitness.com who is becoming very spicy on Instagram, by the way. Ooh. Have you Ooh, noticed yeah. that, Dan? Have you noticed that Chris is Chris is getting a little spicy on the Instagram? He's kind of, you know, kind of bucking at some people. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I hate seeing <laughs> Like, <laughs> Yeah, man. You get asked the same question, I don't know, 75 or more times. You just start to lose it. So here we are. I can tell. I like it. I like it. I can tell you're starting. You're starting to get. Mm, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well anyways chris get it off your chest man um okay so i won't i won't rant about any of those questions i get all the time in fitness and and instead i'll go back to uh something that dd just mentioned like i actually don't know if you mentioned this before we started recording or not but you mentioned being at a pumpkin patch and going to a farm well we've recently done that okay that's what you do with little kids you take them to pumpkin patches this time of year and um I like it, it is it's hilarious to me and I can't figure it out. And I also don't know like how these people don't notice what they're doing. Maybe they do and they don't care, but like every female does not need to dress like a farmer when you go to the pumpkin patch. It's not required. You don't have to go there in a uniform. And like, in what other forms of life do you like go to a place and like dress like the people that work there? It doesn't happen. You don't go to the doctor's office and dress up like your doctor, okay? You don't go to like, I don't know. Like, I guess the, the closest comparable could be like, well, you go to a sporting event and you wear a jersey, but that's like a, hey, we're all in this together type of deal. The amount... <laughs> of women in flannel at pumpkin patches is unbelievable. And like, 
I do, do they not know it's happening? Do they not know, like, I don't know. I, perhaps it's me with admittedly, absolutely no fashion sense. I wear the same shit every day. And I'm probably the last person that should be commenting on with the clothes that people choose to wear to these types of places. But like, it's, it's a little bit ridiculous when like, Every family photo that's being taken at the pumpkin patch looks exactly the same because mom is in red and black flannel. And then like dad is either wearing a sweater or like is in complimentary matching flannel and the kids have flannel. Like you don't have to dress up like a farmer when you go to the farm. You just don't. And that's all I have to say. It's (laughs) I was just laughing the entire time we were there. I can't believe it. It's crazy. (laughs) <laughs> an applause dd with an applause <laughs> my god dude it is so ridiculous it's the most ridiculous thing in the world i don't understand it and it doesn't matter where you are in the country or what the weather is outside people are wearing flannels and ugly boots and that is what they are doing when they go to the pumpkin patch it is the most ridiculous thing in the world and you know how you mentioned something you mentioned something that's very important you mentioned at sporting events we're all in this together girls dress up for girls not us they are all in this together. They are yeah. one team at Careful. the pumpkin patch, probably nodding Careful. at each other. Like, I see you, girl. <laughs> yeah, I see you. It's not it's not a James Conner jersey that they're looking at. No, 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 no. It's not that. They're not like, oh, yeah, that's dope. No, no. They're like, mm, I see you with that flannel. Yeah, you right. know what? That makes a lot of sense because I do think that, like, if you were to compare the two things, like, for, for mid-30s moms, Go to the pumpkin patches like college football Saturday. Like that's basically <laughs> the same thing. That is a really good, really good point. I want to challenge everybody out there that goes to pumpkin patches this year to do something different. Don't take the typical photo. I love where we're going with this. Don't take a typical photo. Get weird. Get funky. Screw your Instagram and screw everybody else's Instagram. Just do something. Do something different. At the at first. Is there a reason we, I think we call it pumpkin patch because pun, pumpkin farm doesn't sound as good. Do we call anything else a patch, a patch of anything? Just like alliteration, pumpkin patch. That's oh, a, thanks for this topic, Chris. That's a, that's a great question too. <laughs> yeah, what, topic. Is, what is a patch? It's a patch, a patch of, of pumpkins. Pumpkins. Like everything else we call a festival. Everything yeah. else. It is the same thing. There are, there are stands with things to eat. There are crafts. It is a festival at any other time of the year, but yeah. it's a pumpkin patch. It should be, patch. why? It should be the fall festival. Like when you go to pick apples, you don't go to the apple patch. Right. No. No. Dude. Wow. Many questions. That should have been a topic. Incre- yeah. <laughs> so, I have a million things going on in my head, but we have to, yeah. uh, you know, we have to move on with this podcast. All right, Dan, get it off your chest. Uh, I'm going to try to be as succinct as I can with this, but, uh, please bear with me if you can. Uh, like Didi mentioned, I was just in Los Angeles this past weekend, surprised my wife to a surprise trip to see, uh, one of my favorite bands of all time and her absolute favorite band of all time, my chemical romance and their long awaited two years in the making comeback tour. Uh, got to see them at the forum. Uh, it was an incredible show more on that a little bit later. However, we needed to take an Uber or Lyft back from the forum to our hotel. Okay. So we get out of the venue as quick as possible. Didi warns us in advance, which I appreciate that there is a designated Uber pickup lot at the venue, which makes sense because there's thousands of people and thousands of cars everywhere. So we get out there. 
get an Uber. It says 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. This is, there's, we beat everybody out here. 10 minutes is going to be fine. The gentleman is 0.2 miles away. I can almost, I can see the road he's on. And he says, stop, I'm stuck in traffic. I said, no worries. We're waiting here at the lot. We'll wait for you. 90 seconds later, cancels the ride. Of course he does. It's happening to other people. I hear it happen. And I'm like, of course, of course, of course. So we get another one. He's on his way. He's like eight minutes away. He's getting close. You can see him tracking, getting closer and closer. And then the vehicle turns around. We've all witnessed this on the Uber app or the Lyft app, correct? You see the vehicle, the little vehicle turn around. Like, (laughs) what are you doing? And he starts going the other way. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe he knows another way around (laughs) to get to the street. He's just trying to avoid some traffic. Still going straight backwards. Like, because it's rerouting, rerouting. Like he's gotta he's gotta know a different way. He's going backwards. He's going backwards. He's going backwards. The pickup time's going up higher and higher. And I send the guy a message, please don't cancel on us. Like we're desperate. Please don't leave me. Please don't cancel on us. <laughs> and the time going up, it goes from like eight minutes, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And he keeps going backwards. And we realize. At this point, this driver does not want to cancel the ride because it hurts them. Just like it would hurt me if I canceled the ride after, what, five minutes, then I get charged. So he's going, he literally turns around and goes in the opposite direction for multiple miles in an attempt to get me to cancel the ride so he can pocket whatever percentage of that and then probably pick up another one on a surge. No, no, no. (laughs) No, 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 sir. So I jump over to Lyft. We're doing this the whole time, by the way, going back and forth between the apps, go over to Lyft, finally get a Lyft. In fact, I had to get like a Lyft XL or something a little bit pricier, but worth it. The guy was already in the parking lot. (laughs) It was like, oh, he was just waiting there. It was great. So we get in this Lyft. He starts taking us back to the hotel. And I'm keeping an eye on the Uber app, right? Keeping an eye on it. And the guy's just not moving. And I don't know. It, I, I don't think any of us have been experienced Uber drivers. So I don't know if they can see what I can see. But my little dot on the GPS on the Uber app starts to move. Like my pickup spot, right? My location starts to move. I don't know if he can see this or not. But coincidentally, as I start to move, the vehicle starts to come back to the forum going the other way. Now it's pickup time is 10 minutes, nine minutes, eight minutes. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This guy's going back because he realizes I'm not canceling the ride and he doesn't want to cancel the ride. So I'm like, what am I going to do if he actually goes back and I'm not there? I'm kind of screwed. So he's getting closer and we're getting closer to the hotel going the other way. And I realize if he gets there and I'm not there, there's probably a button he could hit that says, you, you know, that you, you get a time, right? You get a time limit. You have this amount of time before you start reoccurring charges after so many minutes of the Uber waiting there. And I'm like, man, this is already a pending $68 charge, by the way, from this Uber to this son of a bitch starts going back towards the venue. And I'm like, I'm going to get charged for two because this guy was an asshole. But I'm quicker than that. I'm smarter than that. What do I do? 
The guy is less than a mile from the forum and we're less than a mile from the hotel. Couldn't be any further apart. I go in and edit the ride and I change the drop-off location to SoFi Stadium. <laughs> Daniel Dudley, can you please explain to the kind folks that may not be aware, where is SoFi Stadium, the new stadium that the home of the Rams and the Chargers, where is that in comparison to the forum? Next door. <laughs> Literally next door. Change the address to pick up next door. And all of a sudden, the estimated charge goes down to $16, which, by the way, is still a little pricey for going across the street. Anyways, (laughs) he does. He shows up. He calls me. I get a message that says, I've arrived. I'm ignoring it. And then the timer never starts about, like, you have, you know, five minutes to enter into the Uber until you start reoccurring charges. And then he cancels the ride. He cancels the ride in the end. So Uber asshole, I outsmarted you, son of a bitch. I got you. And that's a lesson for everybody. If you're ever in that situation, again, edit your location, your drop-off location to the address next door. If you ever need to cancel an Uber after that window to reduce that charge, you're welcome. Wow. That sounds like a lot. (laughs) A lot. But smart, smart on you. Smart thinking. I wouldn't you know, have thought to do that. Yeah. I would have just and, been like, I'm going to send Uber an email the next morning. And oh, yeah. I had the back. screenshot ready to go. And then I I thought, let's let's try this first. Didi even called me the next day. He's like, did you make it back to the hotel? I said, yes, but you'll find out the rest of the story on the brunch breakdown this week. So he didn't even get to hear that part. <laughs> what a tease. <laughs> oh, oh, man. All right, guys. Uh, I got to get this off my chest. Um, it goes with Dan's trip, but it's not about Dan. It's about his amazing wife, Shannon. I have been waiting for eight years for someone to come to LA who just wants to eat. Literally, just wants to eat. Shannon came to LA with a list of like 12 restaurants. They were going to be here for 36 hours. No longer. 36 hours. We did go to a couple, which was awesome. I know you guys went to some, which is sweet, but I'm so excited for Shannon's next trip, whether she brings Dan or not. I finally get somebody that I can literally just hop around the city and go to random restaurants with. It'll be our episode of guys, uh, diners, drives, and dives, whatever. (laughs) It'll be just like that. That'll be it. And I've been waiting so long for somebody who just wanted to come here and just eat all of the food in LA and Shannon is my person and I can't wait till she comes out here. Dan, if you want to tag along, knock yourself out. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm super excited for that trip as well. Cause that's never really been our agenda in my, you know, multiple, multiple trips out there over the last eight years. And so, yeah, we sit at home and occasionally watch the food network on Sunday nights. The best thing I ever ate is on. It's a lovely little show to go to bed to. Um, and often the uh, famous chefs will talk about, Restaurants in LA where they've had one of the categories of the best thing they ever ate. So Shannon gets out her phone and just starts making this list and we're going to hit them all. We're going to hit them all one day. (laughs) It's an impressive list. It is. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into the main menu boys. Chris, you're up, sir. Let us know your deep, dark brunch question. Uh, My deep, dark brunch question. Uh, If you are, Going to have breakfast or brunch and eggs are not an option. Ooh. What are you choosing? 
I didn't realize how hard this was when you first like sent it to us. I was like, um, that's easy. But then I thought everything that I like at brunch has egg in it. Same. Yeah, egg is everywhere. Egg is everywhere. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like shirt. bacon. Kind of finds its way into pretty much everything. And um, is that going to be the one thousand percent? Right now, it's number one in the leaderboard. He's like, I don't even have to think about it. Writing yeah. it down. Number one in leaderboard. Writing it down. Uh, that's why you need to watch the video episodes. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, eggs, eggs are everywhere, and uh, it's much more difficult when you think about it because I think like no matter what you get even if it's not the focal point it's in there somewhere so what do you guys think god like my first thought and this is very california of me avocado toast Mm -hmm. i really like avocado toast huge fan but it's funny because it's definitely not my first second third fourth sixth pick at brunch yeah. Right. That's how far down the line I have to go. It's so hard. It's like I love to get like um this scr- like a scramble like a Mexican scramble at certain places that has like you know basically it's you know it's basically like an open Mexican burrito and you're just like with egg in it of course and you're like shit I don't get it because of the egg but damn it they put that egg on top and it just opens up the yolk goes everywhere it's amazing but it's tough. I thought about avocado toast too but like the other thing is it's better with an egg on top of it. It is. My gosh. It's a game changer. You little dippy egg on top of the avocado toast. Let's go. But <laughs> avocado toast on its own certainly is at least a viable option if you got to take the egg off there. Um, I had one obvious one, and then the rest were like impossible. Uh, chicken and waffles. Let's go. That's it. That's where you go. That's where I go. That's where my heart lives. Um, and if that's if that's on the menu, it's not always on every menu, but chicken and waffles most most definitely – is at least one that I can count on without an egg, but it gets much more difficult after that. Yeah. Yeah. I had chicken and waffles uh, up there as well, Dan. Uh, But like Didi said, like it's not for me, that wasn't in the top five of things that I would get if there are Mm. no ridiculous restrictions like this. Um, And I think like, like they, like you said, that's not always on the menu. So I'm probably going something then like, pancakes or waffles like that's i'm probably going that direction because i don't know like everything else is kind of just like a side right like you can get a potato something or other but that's not going to be like i'm not just going to have hash browns and you can get like a bacon something or other but like bacon needs to (laughs) play around with some of the other foods right so i think i'm probably going something waffles or something pancakes yeah and you can't be boring where it's like, because I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just get a burger. I'm like, you know why I get burgers at brunch? It's because there's egg on egg it. On it. <laughs> like, yeah, th- that's why. I was like, I don't put eggs on my burgers at home. I don't I don't go on the grill and then go back inside and put an egg, you know, and make an egg and put it on my burger. I don't do that. No, mm-hmm. that's not how it goes. That's the reason why I love brunch is because I can just put egg on anything. <laughs> yeah, this is difficult like i like i had i had pancakes because there's this green tea pancakes that i really like um but man we're just we're going down that hill i don't know like yeah running up it we're going going down that hill that's what we're doing (laughs) you're just carbo loading at that point you know french toast on there too big fan of french (laughs) toast stuff it up if you will 
if you will. Hey, now that's that's some. Now we're working with something. Yeah. Now see, now we've got some options on the menu. We've got some options there. Um, another one I had is kind of what you guys were just talking about. There is like more. It's like a hash, which significantly better with an egg. Uh, and we make it at home all the time where it's, you know, usually just diced up potatoes and you either add bacon or sausage, peppers, some cheese. You can have it without an egg, but then no. it's more of like a side dish. Right. It's more you of a side dish at that point. In there. You need a little bit yeah. of protein in there. Yeah. You can't do that without an egg. If I went to somebody's house, if I went to your house, Dan, and you were having people <laughs> over for brunch and that's what you were making and there were no eggs in this hash, <laughs> I would be like, there's some, you'd be eating it like, I mean, this is good. Yeah. Like, shouts to Shannon and Dan, they can cook, but something was missing. And then mm-hmm. someone's like, oh, it had no egg. And I'm like, yeah. Why the hell are they making it with egg? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Because Chris it's told him true. to. Because <laughs> Chris challenged him. These limitations. Yeah. It's rough. And like, you know, yogurt parfaits and stuff like that. It is just is all, I mean, you're, yeah. Give me the a la carte menu, basically, <laughs> is what you're looking at. Like, yeah. can I get a side bacon, a side of French toast? A side of yogurt, uh, you know, you're just eating sides. Yeah. yeah. You're eating sides and it's just all carbs. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just find yourself at an, I mean, you could probably luck out pretty well at an IHOP with this problem. This is probably what the people at IHOP go through every day. They're like, okay, <laughs> eggs, eggs off the menu. What are we cooking? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just picking stuff. It's like, you're like, all right, sausage. That's not a whole meal. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that would be a very weird brunch experience. Next time either of you go to brunch, I want to challenge you to do that. I'm not going to do it, but you know, I feel like one of you guys should do it. You'll have a good story for the, for the podcast. Yeah, it, it would be difficult. If chicken, if chicken and waffles is not on the menu, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to find something else because I mean, usually eggs is, it's just, I just, I just, that's my prefer it's and it's everywhere. Benedict, give me a good Benedict. Will you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like whenever you go to a new place to eat, you, you probably look it up before you go there. Right. Like you're probably looking up the menu. Not a lot of people just show up to a place and have no idea what type of food they serve anymore. Like that just doesn't happen. So True. you're going to look it up. You're going to see, this place doesn't have any egg. There's nothing. Egg. There's, I can't get two scrambled eggs at this place. And then you're going to pick somewhere else. <laughs> oh my God. How funny would that be? You're like, Oh man, we're going to this new hotspot. It's in Pittsburgh. Everybody's been talking about it. We see it on Instagram all the time. And you get there and you're like, oh, I can't wait. And you're like, wait, uh, can I get uh, eggs on this? And they're like, Oh, sorry, sir. Um, our specialty is we have no eggs. <laughs> Just like, get up and leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll have the check. <laughs> I'll coffee and a check. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I'll tip yeah. you for those waters, I guess. But I no, we're think we've just dis- we've discovered that the chicken is essential. The, the, the animal, the chicken is essential to breakfast, to breakfast and brunch. Because if you're not providing us eggs and chicken and waffles is off the menu, you're 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 help You're no good. You're no good. That's a great point. Save the chickens, people. <laughs> chicks at brunch second second place for title <laughs> oh god C- c-h-i-x chick <laughs> that's Man. our brunch place that's what it's called chicks chicks oh my hey, gosh dm a- dm this right now this is a callback to last episode but dan likes women at his tailgates and he likes <laughs> chicks at his brunch let's go 
Winning combo. Yes. yes. That's oh, our first spot. Checks. Find out. Tune in next week to find out what Dan likes at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. Well, let's get into uh, Halloween is coming up here in a couple weeks. Uh, and there is a Hershey's Halloween candy shortage that they have. They said, and I don't know if you guys read the, sta- the full statement, but Hershey's really just blamed us all of us for the pandemic on why they're having a shortage they're like hey man you fat asses sat on your couches and just ate all the hershey's (laughs) now two years later the pandemic's over and you guys want hershey's nah man we are out and i was like that was the statement basically in full and i'm like you that was that wasn't very nice Hershey's. (laughs) no i yeah i I disagree with that wholeheartedly have you been uh, to to Hershey, PA, and Hershey's Chocolate World, and all that oh, type yeah. of stuff. They just get they just give chocolate away there. Ooh. So like they need to pull back on you know the free handouts that they're giving, so that our children can have a Halloween this year. It is not our fault. It is their fault. Yeah, that's absolutely wild that they that they would shift blame elsewhere. Um, like you have one job: make candy. This is <laughs> this is this is it. This is the time make the candy find a way to make the candy and they could it's not like people aren't going to pay what they have to pay for candy they will they're buying it before labor day and that's why you put it out because those same fat asses buy it then eat it come back and need more for halloween so <laughs> you know inflation all that yeah it's real so if you, you're a little short on things just sell it a little bit you know little price point a little bit higher people will still buy it they will yeah. Dan, what's the uh, shelf life on candy, like packaged Ooh, candy? Long, long term. Yeah. So many, th- many, many moons, many moons. <laughs> <laughs> so they should just be pumping that stuff out at an even higher rate. It's not like it's going to, even if it has to sit around for a little while, it's going to end up on a shelf. It's going to get purchased. They just, this is poor supply chain management, Hershey's. Okay. You should have seen this coming. The minute the pandemic hit, every business figured out, okay, how do we adjust? It's been, what's today's date? It's October 18th of 2022. Uh, that pandemic happened, started two and a half years ago. This is Halloween two and a half years later. And now now we're running into problems? No, no, no. Come on. And like you hear about supply chain issues and how it's, it's big companies that are buying up the, most of the inventory. Like we found out that the pepperoni shortage was happening because of Papa John's and Shaquille O'Neal buying up all the pepperoni <laughs> for the chacaroni. Uh, chicken wings, prices of chicken wings are insane. But like if you go to like B-Dubs, B-Dubs, Wingstop, those big places, they're able to keep prices down, but not for everybody else because they buy up all the inventory. You're freaking Hershey's. <laughs> it's you. You're the one in charge. Buying up, buying up all the sugar, buying up all the butter, all the stuff that you need. What's the problem here? What's the problem? See, that's true. Because it's like, who runs the cho- who runs chocolate? And if it's not Hershey's, <laughs> like, why the hell? <laughs> like, Hershey's is big chocolate. That's They're right. Chocolate. <laughs> How can big chocolate be complaining? And also, oh. it's not like they make this statement as if <laughs> they don't just press a button and the conveyor belt moves faster. Like, people aren't, they aren't just like, oh, man, like, we have an employment shortage and like we couldn't get the person, the person who molds all the Hershey's kisses, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they quit. They retire. Right. <laughs> and so we've been looking for somebody for months. No, that's not how it works. It literally just plops down. 
and that's how we get the candy. And you yeah. just hit the button to make it go faster and you get more candy. I am, her, I'm confused, Hershey's. I need a statement. I need them to do a press conference at during prime time during, I don't know, Monday night or Thursday night football. <laughs> do something interesting during those games. And um, yeah, let us know. This is weird though. So Hershey's put out a statement, which obviously means they were feeling some type of public pressure, boys. You don't, <laughs> you don't put out that type of statement unless you're, you're feeling the heat. Um, I have yet to walk through a grocery store where there's not candy. So who, where, where is this shortage happening? Like who's, yep. who's actually feeling this shortage? That's a good point. Cause yeah. like, is, are like, are the aisles in like a week and a half going to be empty? Like if you go to get that Halloween candy, maybe on November 1st, you know, it's not going to be any, mm-hmm. you go to get the candy like the day before Halloween, there's not going to be anything. Is that what they're getting us ready for? Uh, small town usa they have no hershey's can't get it there all the big big chocolates just going to big cities big chocolate brunch another another title that could be for (laughs) i like that i like that (laughs) big fan big fan um yeah fascinating because i've seen and there's there's plenty of candy corn out there tell you that right now I'm mad at it. You know what I can't find though? And Hershey's doesn't make Sour Patch Kids, but like you can't, I can't find Sour Patch Kids Hmm. like in the big bags. Like you can find them in the small boxes. You can find them in like the Halloween, like assortment things where there's a bunch of other stuff in there. But like, it's becoming very hard to find Sour Patch Kids. And I need to know who messed up at the Sour Patch Hmm. factory. Yeah, where there's their statement. Come on. Yeah. Because I like getting my like two pound bag of Sour Patch Kids. (laughs) Another patch. That's the, no, no, that's the, oh, the sour patch. The yeah. Pumpkin sour patches patch. and sour patches. That's right. <laughs> Interesting. Well, Dan, uh, this topic led you to a question. What you got? Yeah. So what if that's the scenario? There's no candy. What are you giving out for Halloween? Right. And we've all been to those houses, right? You remember them from your childhood where they give out something other than candy, but now it's you. You're in charge. You're the one giving it out. You got no candy. Gentlemen, I ask you, as parents, owners of homes, what, if you got no candy, what are you, what are you giving out this Halloween? Toys. Done. <laughs> toys. <laughs> toys. I'm giving out toys. My kids got way too many of them. They got way <laughs> too many of them. And little by little, as mayhem grows up, I am getting rid of stuff. And like, she already hit like a benchmark of like, you know, almost at two months. And I was like, ah, we don't need this anymore. Going to Goodwill. And I'm telling you, kids line up. We run out of candy on Halloween. You're going to get some cool stuff. A lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm ready to get rid of it all. I'm ready. Nice. I didn't even think about it that way. Like, what kind of surplus do I have? And just give it to these kids. <laughs> now, now I'm thinking like, I feel like we have one too many rakes in the garage. I could just give out rakes. Ooh, um, big value. Okay. Some utility to that. Uh, but I was thinking about like, what other foods are tasty? <laughs> and uh, I have long been a supporter of the Honeycrisp Apple brand, my friends. Um, I've been saying for years that they are actually taster, tastier than candy. If I could have another profession and another life, uh, I would have my own apple orchard. It would be only Honeycrisp apples and it would be called Honeycrisp. Um, so oh God. that's what I would give out. I would give out Honeycrisp apples because they're delicious they're nutritious and they're tastier than candy he's doing he's going healthy on us he's going healthy on us oh no, his I'm apple booing. patch 
I'm not booing the healthiness. I'm booing Honey Crisp. That's what I'm booing. No. How long have you had that? We're not going to allow that to just. No, we're not going to act like that. (laughs) I'm not going to allow you to sneak that in. No, no, we're not. uh, No. Ease, oh man. Um, All right, I got to come up with something else. Um, (laughs) Popcorn balls. Oh. Do you remember getting popcorn balls? Yes, I'm giving out popcorn balls. Yeah, I like I like popcorn popcorn balls. Or I'm gonna keep it in the unhealthy category. That's let's go for like fruit snacks, like gushers. Like let's go, gushers okay. tossing out gushers. There's a couple ideas there. You know, if you're really desperate, um, we always have cereal in the house. Very easy God. for kids to pick up and eat. Uh, so I'm just <laughs> getting plastic baggies, <laughs> putting <laughs> putting corn flakes on there. Some people are gonna get good cereals. Some people are gonna get whack cereal. Just all depends on when you come. To yeah. the crib, you know what I mean? Like the cinnamon toast crunch cereal, that's that's gonna go quick. It's gonna go quick. <laughs> Some of you guys early. are just gonna get uh frosted flakes, and you know, that's what you're gonna get in your baggie. But yeah, cereal. I feel like that's that's solid. It's good. I was always hyped up when I would get like bags of chips. Same. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You you can only have so much candy before you're just like, okay, that's enough, <laughs> you know. But then yeah. you get like the, the saltiness of the chips. I feel like that's a good choice get the little you know the smaller bags yeah bags of chips pretzels yeah. you can go mini cookies if you want on there um here's one and i think we've all probably experienced this and there's a caveat here M- uh, money money people give out the lady that gives out the quarters right and it's usually the quarters maybe it's 50 cents but and i think it's a good idea but ladies and gentlemen if you go money route like do the math Figure out how much you spend on candy, right? And about how many kids that come to the house and just do yourself a little bit of math. And so you don't end up spending $75 at Halloween because you decided to give out quarters or 50 cents or whatever it is just to give it out. Just do yourself a little bit of favor and just do a little bit of math so you don't end up spending an infinite amount more money than you were going to on just simple candies. A little advice. And the full size candy bar house, like I appreciate ooh, you. Ooh, yeah, I appreciate you, but it's kind of weird. Like, why do you spend that much money on Halloween? Like, why? Because that's not cheap. Like, that's true. So- yeah, like the, the the teen reputation in the neighborhood is so valuable to you that you're like, you know what? <laughs> we got to go king size this year. Yeah. We're on the street. Is that our candy like, sucks, dude? I give out king size <laughs> candy bars. Come on, okay. Hey, listen, listen, listen. Everyone can spend their money however they want to spend it, Chris. I'm just like, that seems like a lot of money. I always appreciated those houses when I was a kid. And I said, you know what? One day, that's going to be me. There you go. And a movie has been made. (laughs) (laughs) This is basically just like the Giannis story. Uh, all right let's get into brunch court dan what do you have for us today let's do it boys we've got a loaded brunch court today so we'll try to go through these uh you know semi quickly but we've got four four big ones we haven't done brunch court in a while uh chris we'll go in the order that i sent them to you and let's lego my ego because boys ego back at it again and this time Oh, get to a screen, people. Get to a screen. <laughs> Look at these beauties. This is new. Eggnog, eggnog liquor. Headed to shelves very, very soon. Eggnog is a rum-based liquor with cinnamon and nutmeg flavors. 
unfortunately, no waffle flavor in the nog, no actual waffle flavor, but you've got cinnamon and nutmeg. It's in partnership with Sugarlands Distilling Company. It's 40 proof. It sounds incredible. It looks incredible. Are you feeling the same vibe, boys? Are you down with Ego Nog? <laughs> not all at once, please. Collect your thoughts. <laughs> no, I'm what? not on this. I'm not. I don't oh. like I don't like eggnog. I don't want ego nog. It somehow <laughs> makes eggnog seem gross or to me that it already does, but yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, not a not a big eggnog guy over here. And I don't know, something about calling it sipping cream makes me <laughs> Yeah. Not a not it makes me uncomfortable. So I'm gonna no, I uh I don't like this. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the Appalachian sip and cream label <laughs> on here, but otherwise fantastic. I don't know how unique this is going to taste because eggnog traditionally has cinnamon and nutmeg in it. So this might just be a ploy to get me and I'm gonna get got they got me here. Um, so I'm down. I do like eggnog. Alcoholic eggnog is a game changer. And this is that, and it's got ego on it, and so sold. Win my book. Is sipping cream like a term? Not where I'm from. <laughs> 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 like I, I have never listen. I, you guys know I'm from West Virginia. Listen, we this type this term is. I guess people call moonshine sipping cream. I guess they call some other stuff unaged whiskey. Okay. I just I don't. Uh, yeah, I just never heard that before. I'm always surprised. I knew it had to be a very country thing, but yeah. Yeah. Sipping yeah. cream. Okay. Could have done without that. Could have right. done that one, without that one. Well, let's keep it in the beverage category. In nope. fact, these are all beverages today now that I think about it. Um, and boys, Mountain Dew is at it again, and I think they may have gone too far. This is not a joke. This is certainly for the holiday season. It looks like a Mountain Dew box. Gold, red, green, holiday theme throughout. We've got some snow. But the name of the flavor is Fruit Quake. And yes, this means it is a fruit cake flavored Mountain Dew. I've got some friends that are like serious Mountain Dew fans, and I haven't run this by them yet, and I can't wait to get their opinion because they'll probably try it. But guys, this is this is this is too much for me. Like you're taking the worst thing about the well, worst tasting thing of the holiday season, fruitcake, the thing that people make fun of the most and typically hate the most, and putting it in something that people drink for a living practically each and every day. Mountain Dew, like that, does Mountain Dew owe fruit big fruitcake some sort of payoff or something here that they're willing to do this? This is this is crazy to me. Crazy talk. I've never so straight up. I have never had fruitcake before, and to me, it sounds like two delightful things: like fruit and cake. Like, mm. how could that go wrong? So I like don't really cream. understand. I don't really understand what this could taste like, um, because I've never had that. But like you said, Dan, everybody talks about how bad fruitcake is. So I guess i am not in favor of this i have never had fruitcake either but i've seen it 
and it doesn't look good. And I think that might be half the reason most people hate fruit, like universally sure. hate fruitcake. Yeah. It's because it is not, it does not look good. Like it looks like if your cake had like the chicken pox, like it doesn't <laughs> look good. It looks gross is what fruitcake looks like. So, but I have a feeling this is going to taste better than fruitcake though. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think Mountain Dew, of all people, can probably figure it out. And I think the thing that grosses people out the most about fruitcake is that it's like candied and or and or dried fruit is what's in the cake. I mean, there's spices and sometimes nuts in there, and I think it's you know sometimes made with uh you know soaked in rum or something like that. But it's the look and texture of the like candied and dried fruit that really think throws people off. And I don't know. I'd even be hesitant to try fruit quake from Mountain Dew, but tis the season, boys. Tis the season. Throw it to me at a Christmas party. I'm going to take a drink. (laughs) Um, All right. The last two are kind of, uh, they kind of go hand in hand, Um, but we'll take them individually. The first one is from my dear good friends at Arby's. And boys, this is big news here. Big news. <laughs> now, before you judge it, I'm just going to kind of read you the overview here. Arby's brings its smoked meat expertise to bourbon. So this is an Arby's limited edition smoked bourbon. There you go. Thank you, Chris. Smoked bourbon. Now, I want to clarify before you start thinking anything crazy. No, it's not that. This is a limited edition whiskey that is smoked with the same woods, hickory, mesquite, and pecan used that Arby's uses to smoke their meats. Okay. So it's a, uh, it takes inspiration from their 13 hour smoked brisket sandwich and their eight hour smoked pork country style rib sandwich. They use the same woods to smoke it resulting in uh, a 90 proof spirit produced by uh, brain brew custom whiskey. So Arby's smoked bourbon, not Arby's roast beef flavored bourbon. Just wanted to clarify <laughs> before we even said anything. See, the problem with Arby's is I feel like maybe Nothing. more, maybe more than any other fast food chain is the presentation and the description just does not match what you get. it's a beautiful looking bottle right here though look at this look at you you know what look at this this display of smoked bourbon smoked brisket sandwich i mean i'm sure they're delightful together is this made by makers mark it's not it's not okay i uh, you, listen, you, want it. you want it. I've had worse whiskeys, I'm sure. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, why not Arby's? Like, why not? And as a fan of Arby's, I like Arby's a lot. Uh, oh, man. And yeah, like, I, I, listen, like I said, I've had worse alcohol. I'll give this a shot. Right. I'm for it. And, and again, we're just talking about the woods that they smoke the meats with is the same woods that they smoke. For this bourbon, this whiskey, no roast beef flavoring, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm a fan of Arby's, so you know I'm on, I'm on board. Um, all right, last one up. Let's keep it in the bourbon category, if we will, shall we? Last one, and this is from 
the good people at Dr. Pepper. And this is Dr. Pepper bourbon flavored Fansville reserved. And it's being billed as inspired by the tailgate. This would have been perfect for tailgate brunch a couple of weeks ago. Um, but it's an artificially bourbon flavored Dr. Pepper intended to evoke sweet, savory, and woody notes with subtle hints of cherry, vanilla, chocolate, and carl, caramel, depending on the <laughs> sipper and, and your carl. palate. And Carl, sips of Carl, <laughs> sips of Carl brunch. <laughs> That's a great band name, by the way. TM sips of Carl. Um, <laughs> so each can comes in this burgundy colored box um, that makes it look like it is uh, a bourbon collection. Uh, and currently, currently, they are only giving this away via an online sweepstakes. So you cannot purchase this, but very cool looking can, very cool looking box. Uh, but the idea, let's talk about the idea of artificially flavored and there's no alcohol in this right this is dr pepper it's artificially flavored bourbon flavored dr pepper your thoughts uh, i don't know <laughs> yeah me either i truly mm -hmm. don't this is one of those who i know they're only doing this limited edition like whatever it's a sweepstakes to win but like who thought of this it's pretty out there, isn't it? Yeah, I don't like this. I feel like this is one of these things where it's either like really, really good or it just it, it misses the mark and it just doesn't work. And I don't know. I really I don't know. Yeah, I just this fansville stuff they do is it's getting a little bit out of hand. <laughs> Those commercials. Yeah. <laughs> They're funny, but like it's it's getting like deep. I um <laughs> I don't know. This is like same with the Arby's thing. Like, I'll taste it. I know yeah. I won't like it, but I'll taste it. And here's the thing I think that of all pop, and you're right, that's right. I said it pop of all like pop out there that if you told me was gonna taste like bourbon flavored. I feel like Dr. Pepper is probably the best choice just because of the unique flavor that it has already like bourbon flavored Coke or Pepsi or Mountain Dew fruitcake, whatever. <laughs> I don't think those work. So I think like Dr. Pepper at least is in the right ballpark. I think, I think, but I, I'm with you guys. I lots of question marks here. Dr. Pepper and whiskey. Very good. I, I mix that anytime I have Dr. Pepper, really. There you go. Um, They're saying a lot of people were doing their at-home concoctions with oh, yeah. it too that win it because obviously no alcohol in here, but add it if you want. But I just, yeah, I don't, but listen, non-alcoholic drinks are becoming a, bigger and bigger. Maybe this True. is their little um, tease into that or something. I don't know. But some Somebody listening right now is probably screaming at their radio or phone or earbuds or about to tweet us the idea that why haven't we mentioned it yet that you should be mixing this with the Arby's bourbon. Oh shit. And you've got yourself. There you go. That's what you do. That's what you do. Dr. Pepper and Arby's friends forever. <laughs> wow. That's good. See now, 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 now yeah, now we can okay. get on board. With it. <laughs> now I'm in. Now I'm in. <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. That was, was that all court, for boys. brunch court. Well, yeah, dude, yeah, this was, this was a good brunch court. Shouts to you, Dan. Great brunch court. 
All right, now let's get into what we are listening to. I'm going to start. Taylor Swift has an album that comes out on Friday, and there's a station on Sirius that's playing nonstop Taylor Swift songs. So that's what I have in the car whenever me and my wife were driving around to get paint. So Picture to Burn by Taylor Swift, throwing that on the playlist. That is my OG Taylor Swift banger, Picture to Burn. What a great time not to have my uh, vehicle with Sirius XF in it. That's really, really frustrating <laughs> to hear. Uh, super frustrating, actually. Um, the 1975, their new album called Being Funny in a Foreign Language just came out last week. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't had a chance to get through it fully, but I really like what I hear so far. They're not everyone's cup of tea, and I totally understand and respect that. But I truly think they're one of the most underrated bands out there today. I really do, and I really respect um how they develop songs and write songs and things like that and they're just fantastic live so um i'll throw a song or two on from that album uh oh caroline is one that i uh particularly like so the 1975 check them out nice um i think i missed this one or i meant to put this one on a few weeks ago and didn't uh but meet me at the altar put out a new song say it to my face and i really like it a lot and um they're the official pop punk band of the brunch breakdown so true so there you go 100 percent uh lil yachty poland uh this song is i think it clocks in at one minute and yeah one yeah it comes in at one minute and 24 seconds um listen i i I love it it ends and you're just like wait it's over (laughs) yeah I don't even know what I don't even know what this is. All I know is people in Poland love it. The like prime minister wow. or president of Poland, whatever it is they got over there, he's invited little Yachty to Poland because of this song. Just uh, you know, enjoy it. It's on the playlist. Little lot, little Yachty, little song. Okay, hand in hand. <laughs> um, Betty Who. Uh, I don't. I honestly don't remember how I discovered Betty Who years and years ago. I, I really can't. I really can't remember. But I remember seeing her live for the first time. And her first show was at a very small venue in Pittsburgh. That show introduced me to Verite, another one of my favorite artists. And now Betty Who is like legitimately getting big. She's been seen in all these award shows. She's on the Today Show. Uh, and I'm super, super happy for her. Uh, I've always been a big fan of her music. She just came out with a song uh, called Big. And it kind of, I kind of get some like 80s big movie vibes to it just with the the keyboard in the background. Just a really good song and like super excited that, uh, you know, her name's really getting out there. So Big from Betty Who. Uh, for me, my second one, this is another one I've been meaning to put uh, on our playlist for a few weeks now. But Forever Came Calling um, I, I had one of their songs on, um, I don't know, about a month ago, and I thought they were doing these like 10 year remakes of songs they did that they had done in the past because like they haven't put out new music in forever. Uh, but it turns out they were they actually put out a full length album to celebrate their 10 year anniversary as a band. The album is called Contender. I'm listening to it. I love it. They are a very, very fast paced uh, style of pop punk music. Um, the the lead vocalist range uh, is insane. So um, I don't know what from that I'm going to throw on our playlist, but I was excited to hear from them um, because it's been a long, long time. So that's my next one. All right. I got another song that is uh, just under two minutes, I believe. (laughs) Uh, Marshmallow and uh, Juice World, R.I.P. 
song out called Bye Bye. Uh, they because Marshmallow is the DJ for Monday Night Football. So like he curates the movie, the music for Monday Night Football. And this song came on during Monday Night Football last week, I believe. And I was like, oh, this sounds sweet. Wish it was longer than two minutes, but that's what you get. It's pretty good. I just wish it were longer. Uh, bye bye. Marshmallow and Juice World. I like it. I like it. Uh, last one for me. I'll make it quick. Uh, I'm going to go to the the band that I just had the honor of seeing perform live, My Chemical Romance. They have not lost a step. It's like they just have been, it's like they've been playing for the past 10 years. It was an incredible live performance. Um, and the reason I'm going to put the on, because first of all, they're awesome. Um, second of all, the song I'm going to put on there is dead. And the reason is, is because if you don't know who My Chemical Romance is, is you're dead to me. And Didi, I don't mean your wife. I think she just truly just forgot who they were. But if you've never heard of My Chemical Romance and you're under the age of 45, you're dead to me. So dead, My Chemical Romance. There you go. There was multiple people. Multiple people I talked to over the past couple of weeks. Who? With My Chem coming back, there's been this debate about like who is the true leading emo band of our generation. That would be an interesting topic to have. That would sometime. be. That would be. Yeah. Uh, last one I got real quick, uh, water parks put out two new songs with black bear and they're both pretty catchy, both yeah. of them, all, both of them on there. And, uh, hope you guys like them. Beautiful. Nice. Uh, boys, I accidentally skipped brunch court. I mean, uh, bruise day. That's okay. We needed to save time. Yeah, there was too many eggs time. to talk That's about. That's true. Yeah. yeah. We had too many eggs to talk about too much big chocolate news. We got to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I apologize for that. Any final thoughts on the French breakdown, guys? Uh, if anyone's looking for Christmas gifts for me, I know it's that time of year. Uh, you know, Arby's, um, you know, Dr. Pepper and Eggo Eggnog put it on the list. Eggo Eggnog for the whole run, for the whole crew. Whoever for the whole crew. It, for the whole, whoever sends it, you get a brunch breakdown t-shirt that hasn't been made yet. Yes. <laughs> That's the brunch breakdown. We're out.